0: hey good evening top 10 rivalry followers it is bill from top 10 rivalry and i got one of my favorite guests in uh my buddy in phoenix arizona dave Schaefer. dave welcome back how are you doing my friend doing great doing great good so it's time to talk since we're in the winter and it's cold outside and we got dean martin even singing it to us that it's cold outside so let's uh, let's talk White Sox baseball. We're gonna almost kind of make you the GM for the for the night. And what would Dave do? So let's let's have some fun with this. I'm interested to see how you'll do on this.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've obviously got some strong opinions, so um, I'm gonna let it fly.
0: <laughs> I've never known you to have those ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So question number one: What do you think about? the White Sox either gains or losses so far in the offseason? I know it's early. It's late November, so I know it's early in the offseason. But what do you think so far?
1: But, I mean, we're sitting here on the day after Jose Abreu signed with the Astros. So the timing couldn't be better for that anyway. Um, And there's a lot of consternation in Chicago, obviously, because of letting him go. Um, A couple ways I look at it. One, you know, our our general manager has drafted probably four guys that are first base DH guys in the last three or four drafts. And uh, most of them are, are good hitters. So there's a pipeline of guys to replace a brave. Why we drafted three or four or more of those guys or signed free agents that look just like them. I don't know because it leaves us very one dimensional. And you saw that last season when we're trying to play first baseman in right field and, stuff like that. So long story short, we've got replacements. Andrew Vaughn's going to take over, and I think he's going to do a phenomenal job. I, I don't think you'll have any trouble replacing the, a 36-year-old Jose Abreu's numbers. You know, maybe if he was still 32, you'd have trouble replacing his numbers, but he's not. He's a great player. He, he, he did great things for Chicago, but um, it was time, I think.
0: I like the way you put that to a 36 year old first baseman. Right? Cause that that's usually what you get from your catchers that are going to move to a different position. Their knees can't handle it or your third baseman's or whatever. So I like your analysis of that. And I agree. Andrew Vaughn's going to be great. That's going to, that's going to be a, uh, you know, and we're going to talk about holes here in a second, but that's going to be a great start. So, okay. Yeah. Dave, your GM for the day. So what holes are you looking to fill? <laughs> Well, <clears throat> they filled another one. And,
1: you know, there was another recent signing. The White Sox have, had uh, uh, Mike Clevenger come over from the Padres. Right. And um, they know him well from his Cleveland days. Um, I, don't, I personally like it. I always liked him with the with the Indians, Guardians, whatever you want to call them. Um, and I think our pitching coach is money. And I think if anybody can get him right and get some mileage out of him, it's Ethan Katz. So I like it. Um, what other holes are we trying to fill? The same holes we ended the year with. Um, we need an outfielder. You know, we let Adam Engel go. Um, we non-tendered him. Uh, great defensive outfielder that just could not hit at the big league level consistently. Um, we need an outfielder. We need uh, a second baseman. Um, I think what you're going to see is um, some help come in the outfield from AAA. Oscar Colas, I think, is ready. Um, ready to make his debut this season. So we're looking for big things there from a good young player. And then, um, you know, somewhere they got to find a second baseman, and I don't think there's one in the system. Um, You know, maybe it's time to deal one of these first base slash DH hitters for some help. Um, I don't – I'm not in tune with what kind of second baseman might be available. Um, I know last year I was hot on getting Trevor Story and moving him over. Um, and that obviously didn't happen, but we definitely need a second. I think you know, bullpen set. Um, you know, there's rumors that they're after a catcher because Grandal can't stay healthy. Um, so there might be some legs to that. There was one crazy rumor that they were going to move Grandal to first, get a catcher, and do something else, um, wacky with second base. So I'm hoping that doesn't come true. Um, rumor has
0: it. But rumor
1: rumor has it Grandal is working out like a beast to try to get, you know, some of his health back. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, I was just going to ask you about Grandal because I when I was looking at kind of on paper what the White Sox look like, one of the holes besides second base to me was catcher. Grandal is not young anymore. And, you know, it's a long season. So I was just curious. I'm glad you mentioned that.
1: Yeah, we'll see what they do there. I mean, there de- there's definitely a need. He's not going to catch 140 games anymore, so somebody's going to have to pick up, you know, 40, 50 games, and actually be able to to swing it. So, but those are the holes. The bullpen set, the starting rotation seems to be in good shape. Um, you know, you got Makata at third base. He needs to have a bounce back season. Timmy will be back, hopefully healthy. Um, you know, you've got multiple options at first. Um, You've got Luis Robert in center, probably need a Eloy, you know, another first base DH guy, he really needs to not be playing in the field. Um, So they got to figure something out there and then um, something in right field. So those are the holes. That's what I would be after. I'd be after a, a marquee bat for right field, you know, and let the other, the rookie come up and play left, maybe for Eloy, get Eloy in the DH rotation um, get me a second baseman that can that can hit a little bit maybe play some small ball and um, you got to figure out the catcher it's a lot of holes unfortunately
0: there is so so then that leads to the next question so you're coming in the winter meetings the winter meetings are here in San Diego um, starting I think Sunday through Tuesday or Wednesday something like that so what what would you if you were the GM you know, going into what are you what are you looking to accomplish or what are you looking for out of those meetings?
1: I'm looking to to see what kind of trades are out there and whether there's interest in some of my my trade ships. Um You know, personally, I've had about as much as much of Eloy as I can handle. Um, I would put him out there and see if there's any interest. There might be a National League team that really needs a bat in DH. Maybe that works and maybe you get a nice return and you plug a hole. Um, you've got plenty of right-handed hitters. So, I mean, Eloy has not proven to be elite the last couple of years. He can't stay on the field. So um, if he can, I, I guess you keep him, but I don't know that there's any guarantee. I would be out there shopping him, shopping guys like Jake Berger. Um, there's probably some interest there. Another really good young right-handed winner. That's where I would be, trying to move some of those assets. The one thing I wouldn't be doing is trying to dip into the minor leagues and trade some of my most recent draft picks. I think that's a big mistake that they – thats a trap they keep falling into. You know, they've got a kid, Colson Montgomery, that was a number one pick. Um, I think it was two years ago or a year and a half ago. West Cath is a Phoenix kid that was a draft pick. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade those guys. I'd, I'd keep them. I'd absolutely keep them. So we'll see, but that's my take.
0: So is there anybody, just to kind of follow up question for that, is there anybody that's on the do not touch list? Do you have anybody currently that's on, you know, that's in the show or, you know, close to the show that is kind of looky, no touchy. We're not going to get rid of you in a trade. Or is everybody kind of up for grabs? Is, for example, is Tim Anderson up for grabs if the right trade came around? Well,
1: um, think about the haul you could get for Dylan sees right now. Oh yeah. He's, uh, he's untouchable. I would not, not even entertain a discussion. Kopek is really close to that. I don't think I would entertain a discussion there unless they know things about his health that we don't know. Um, those two for sure. I think, um, are, are off limits. Garrett crochet to me is off limits. The lefty, he had a Tommy John last year. He's going to come back this year. And, um, Probably be, uh, you know, uh, a lefty specialist, maybe some middle relief just to get him back from the injury. Yep. Um, You know, it's an unpopular opinion, but um, if I could upgrade at shortstop, I'm doing it.
0: The the one thing about your shortstop, I love his passion and I love his drive Mm -hmm. for the game. And I love the fact that he's on the field and he is there to win. There's no doubt about it. And he takes I it do. personal when they don't win. Um, But there's, there's passion and then there's being overzealous and there may be a time or two where he's been overzealous. Is that a fair assessment?
1: Yeah. I I love the passion. I love the, uh, the personality. I think the game needs more of that. It's yeah. got to be channeled. And um you know, the biggest thing with the White Sox and some of these other teams is that you can't continue to do everything the same and expect a different result. So the folks out there that think, you know, you should have to Brayu, you, you got to keep this guy, you got to keep that guy. You know, we've had two or three runs at this thing with this group, and it hasn't worked. So, so what are you doing? You got to find another formula. So if you can plug in um, a Bogarts or a Correa or somebody like that, and you think it's an upgrade from Timmy, I think you at least have to kick it around um i i would have been in the camp of just moving timmy to second fixing that all and you know there seem to be more shortstops available so maybe that's a, a, a direction you go i don't know
0: that that leads me into my next question which um is great so there's a lot of big free agents out there who would you pay for so shortstop seems to be the class this year seems to be the class of the shortstops right you got bogarts you got correa you got trey turner Um, you you know, you've got, uh, uh, Dansby Swanson, but you also have a class of pitchers out there like Rondon, DeGrom, um, and others who are you going to pay for? If, you know, if you were going to open up your pocketbook and try to grab somebody and you bring up a good point, moving Timmy over to the other side of the base and adding a Bogart or a Correa, but who are you going to pay for? You're the GM for the day. Who are you going to pay for? Well, it's a great question. Um, like I said, I
1: think we're set at pitcher. I might add another starter that's uh, a reclamation project just as insurance. I'd love to bring back Johnny Cueto, but I don't think we're going to be able to afford him. Um, okay. But, I, you know, you, you can always use a little insurance there, but I'm definitely not shopping in the DeGrom aisle. Um, it's just not going to happen. Not shopping in the Verlander aisle. Um, but when it comes to position players, I need an infielder badly, badly. And I could use a, a really good outfielder badly. So I I need to be shopping in those aisles. And, you know, I love Dansby. I loved him when when the Diamondbacks drafted him. And I was really sad to see him go. I I take that route. Um, you know, I, I like Correa. I, I know a lot of people don't. Um he would he played well for the twins last year. They got good value from that contract. I think he's probably gonna be priced way out of the South Side's budget, but I think you probably have to go down to the second tier, and you might find somebody that would fit the budget and would re, would be uh, would plug in nicely. Um, I think Bogarts and uh, Curry are probably out of the price range. Trey Turner and, too. It,
0: it could be. I mean, it, and what I like about the White, Sox, what I like about the White Sox is it's good for baseball when you guys are contenders because you know, again, a big market team, Chicago, right? It's good when you guys are contenders and I love that. And so, you know, if I'm a if I'm a young player looking for a contract and I want to go to a place where I think I can win, true or false, the American League Central, no disrespect to the Guardians and what they did this year, but the American League Central is wide open. Absolutely wide open. You don't have a Philly or Mets or Braves or Dodgers or or San Diego in your division where they're just gonna say, here, we're gonna take it. So you guys and now that you get the chance to play everybody that gives you the option to play some of the teams that are still rebuilding like a colorado like uh uh arizona that you would never see anyways right mm-hmm. um and so that gives you the opportunity or the cubs who are trying to rebuild uh well you guys usually play them in the interleague but you know some of the other teams like the pirates and things so i you know it's good for baseball when you guys are out there winning and i like it i like watching the white Sox play i I have to tell you when the dodgers went into town and i saw that dylan sees kid i'm like i do not want to see you guys in a seven game series because i don't want to see this guy two or three times
1: right and then you back him up with lance lynn or something like that you know um one thing they could use is another lefty arm but um we'll see how that plays out but i i mean i agree with you the the division's wide open it's there for the taking if you're the GM and you believe you've got a window here and you're you're in win now mode, then you know, some of these guys that are in their 30s probably make sense. Maybe you get um, a guy to take a really big one or two year contract instead of going six and seven years, which will never happen. So you pay it, you overpay a guy for one or two years just to get your your shot at the window and see what happens with the staff. You know, but before we gotta-
0: before right. the Dylan
1: ceases, you know, are in arbitration and start costing me a lot more.
0: So we've got a situation where, where we just released Cody Bellinger, non-tender Cody Bellinger. Um, and he wants a one-year deal. He wants something where he can prove himself. Do you take him on the South side?
1: I would definitely talk about it. And the reason I would is because he's a really good athlete and a good defender. And you can play him in a few places. He's not your prototypical, just big bat and can't move and, so for that reason, I would, um, I'd consider it anyway, depending on what that contract looked like, um, because you could slot him in and back up Robert. You could slot him in the right, you know, platoon. Um,
0: I'd be good with that. Yeah, no, that's that's amazing. It's amazing. Oh, I like your analysis and what your the holes that you're trying to fill and and kind of understand. The reason why I wanted to ask you these questions is because not only you're a fan of the game, but you understand a little bit of the business of baseball, too. So, you know, you're trying to, you know, you're trying to fill a hole economically that makes sense. Um, And you're one of those teams right now that if you can put a division win together or a division win in the next, you know, for two or three seasons straight, you're going to see a lot more people that are going to want to come to the south side.
1: Yeah, right. and then the budget goes up, and you know you can all of a sudden afford a little, a little better player here and there, and afford to keep some guys maybe you wouldn't have kept before. So, um, but I, I do think that um, I can't say it enough. You can't keep doing the same thing and expect a different result. And you know this Tim Anderson, moncada Eloy Abreu core has had a few cracks at this now, and. I haven't seen enough to keep them together. So I'm not that upset that Jose's going. I think Jose deserves to play for a team that's going to contend and the Astros will contend. Um, He deserves that. And, you know, 59 and a half million for three years for a 36-year-old first baseman, I got a pass.
0: How much fun would it be to see the Astros in, uh, uh, going to the south side for the league championship series this next season?
1: Yeah. And the thing is, like, when a lot of guys leave, you know, they're trying to prove like you made a mistake or like the fans didn't like it because you left because you're greedy. The fans are always going to love Jose Abreu. He's going to get a lot of love when he comes back. No animosity at all. So, yeah, I I, and not like when Harper goes back to Washington, that kind of stuff.
0: Well, he's talking to him. So, yeah. Um, but but your analysis is your analysis I you know in my opinion is correct. You the Dodgers, for example, are um, are what I call the world champions of the regular season. We're really good right now in the regular season, but kind of suck making it to the big dance. And so you guys aren't looking to be the world champions of the regular season. You're looking to go deeper in the playoffs and and try to get back to the 2005 mentality and get back to the big dance.
1: Yeah, well, and, and even as recent as 20, when they made it and uh, made a little noise, I mean, you got to get back to that. And it, it comes down to the same thing. You know, the, there's so much parity with those teams that you just need to get a ticket to the dance. You never know what could happen. And yep. right now, they just need to get into the dance. And then once you turn those pitchers loose, once you, uh, you know, you put uh, Lance Lynn on three days rest or bring him out of the bullpen on his third day. After a start, I mean, on the other side, you're going, geez, what do we have to do? These guys just keep coming, so you just never know how it plays out. But I like yeah. their chances if they can get in.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, they we're gonna have to do this again with a group of people when the winter meetings are kind of wrapping up before the end of the year and seeing how the dust, uh, you know, settles and everything like that. But I sure do appreciate your time and I appreciate your analysis because I, again. Understanding baseball and understanding how there's a business side of it too is is, is there something special about that. Because <laughs> it doesn't wow. drive you so nuts when different things happen. <laughs> so.
1: I'll I'll say one other thing
0: too. And I know this
1: is going to be mostly a White Sox audience, but watch out for the Diamondbacks. That's all I'm going to say. You know, somebody you need to look at that roster and see how deep it is defensively with good young players. Watch out.
0: I will second that motion because I watched them play against the Dodgers and there were a number of players that I thought, who's this kid? But they're good, right? Mm-hmm. And and they're doing it for a shoestring budget. And, you know, they're going to be one of those teams that they may be one of those teams like the Yankees that just surprised you when they brought up Jeter and Posada and Pettit and Williams and all those guys kind of at the same time that nobody had heard of, but then they ran the table for several years. So it's a possibility. It's a very big possibility. I just think they're going to be, they're
1: going to be fun to watch. It's still going to be hard to compete in that division. That's why I I call them the Orioles of the, uh, of the NL, but um, they'll be fun to watch. There's no doubt. And it's really, really good young talent.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, Dave, I appreciate you being on with us and um, we'll do this again before the end of the year. And, and, talk more as the winter meetings happen it's, it's it's always it's always fun this time of year when people have these mock trades or have these wish lists and don't realize that there's you know they're not paying the salary so it's it's not up to them yeah
1: well there's always another side to that somebody's got to be a buyer if you're a seller so yep. you can you can make up one side of the trade all you want there's got to be another side exactly the thing not too right reason. now the thing too right now is I mean. Um, You know that you've got the Kings that are doing okay. My Blackhawks are terrible. My Bears are terrible. Um, You know, baseball's over, and I'm like, what am I going to do with my time?
0: I watch the Coyotes. Watch,
1: I guess. (laughs) I guess. Coyotes are better
0: than the. uh, They're better than the Ducks, so that's that's a start. A
1: little tough. A little tough right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, Copper and Rivalry followers, Dave's been one of our supporters from the very, very beginning, and. And I can't say enough good about him. Um, He's also the dad to Derek, who was on the show last week. So, um, And keep in mind, watch that kid, too. You're going to hear a lot about Derek in the near future. So, Dave, again, thanks for the time. And we'll have you on again soon. Sounds good. Thank you.